This podcast is a ministry of Oriel Christian Assembly in Chicago, Illinois. For more information, please visit our website at www.orielchristianassembly.org. We have Olympias back with us and, and Brother Johnny is back with us. I'm so happy to see them. Let's give them a hand. They're back. Amen. What a blessing. Actually, Brother Johnny, he, he, uh, we were a little short-handed yesterday, and the Lord just put in his heart to come. Nobody called him or anything, and he came to help us, and we really needed the help. So what a, what a blessing that was yesterday. So you guys can go down for class. Then you can close the doors uh, on the way down. Amen. And we, we will begin having our classes again downstairs. Amen. What a blessing. Hopefully, uh, we'll get uh, Isabella back here soon. Amen, Brother uh, Carlo, and 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 also uh, your dear wife too. So praise God. You know, I was I've been praying about believing the Lord to bless us for a million dollars. How many How many know that? Right. Well, yesterday someone someone brought a, a million dollars to the church, but unfortunately it was fake. <laughs> it was in a little plastic envelope, and it, it's a track. It's a Christian track. But uh, we got a kick out of it yesterday uh, that, you know, it's coming. How many, I believe, for the real stuff to come. Amen? So, anyways, <laughs> I got a kick out of that yesterday. Amen. All right. I want you to turn with me to uh, Mark chapter 1. We're missing a few people are out of town. Brother Frank and uh, Giovanna are visiting their daughter and family. We praise God that you're here. Amen. So I want to I want to look at uh, a little bit of the life of, of Jesus, and I, I believe this is is a message that'll prepare us a little bit for what God wants to do today uh, as we get ready for communion at the end of the service. But you know, Jesus says Wednesday night we talked a little bit about about prayer and about our devotions. Okay, uh, we're going to look at at a scripture about that again today, but. But Jesus was really uh, someone who, when he came and did the miracles, he was he was a wanted person. He was he became very famous. Okay, and without with a lack of using a different word, uh, he ministered to people, and and because of the miracles he did, people were drawn to him. Right? Uh, we want to read about that in uh, Mark chapter one. We're going to look at just a couple verses, 32 and 35. And then we're going to go to chapter 2. But uh, here's what it says. It says, And at evening when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. So, just want you to imagine how people came to him constantly. Uh, he, was, he was here in a particular home 
we're not sure where he was. Some, some believe he was at Peter's home, okay, when this all happened. Uh, but it said he healed, in verse 34, many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. So he was, he was a man of power, right? This was the Son of God came to earth and he came to minister to people, those who were sick, those possessed, you name it. Jesus was able to minister to them and bring healing to people, right? That, that ministry of healing is still needed today. How many know that? People still need healing, amen? People still need deliverance. People still need a touch, right? Well, Jesus is not here per se in the physical, but His Spirit and the Holy Spirit is here. How many know that? When we come together and we praise and worship God, His, His presence comes and uh, we are able to see God do great things. And that is, that is our prayer every time we come together. Now, as Jesus ministered to people, you know, He gave out constantly, right? And, and sometimes we do that. Like last Sunday, you know, those of us who were here all day, we gave out, out a lot of energy, a lot of, of, of willpower was used to minister to everybody, make sure everything went well. And when we do that, we have to then get rest and get built up again. Well, look at the next verse about Jesus. It says in 35, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. Okay? So, even Jesus, because, you know, he was the God-man, he went away to spend time with his Father. Right? He needed to be strengthened. He needed to be refilled. Right? And, and what did he do? He, in the morning, and I'm not going to go into this much because we did Wednesday, but in the morning... And then there were other verses that we found out at evening he spent time with his father, right? He went in mountains and he, he went in the wilderness. He went away to spend time with God. That's how important his prayer was, secret prayer, when you're alone. Amen? We all need to get alone sometimes with the Lord. How many know that? You need to spend time with God just like Jesus did because he, he needed that communication with the Father and he, he really needed to be refilled so he can continue to give out and minister to people. What an example that is for me and you today. Can I get a witness? So, in chapter 2, we're going to look at a particular miracle. Okay? Talking about miracles, uh, I believe when we're in our, our devotion time with God, consistently when we spend time with God, you know what? I believe God will, will use us in miracles. God will allow His power to flow through us. We will, we will see the gifts of the Spirit in operation from us if we want to, if we want to be used by God. How many know today God doesn't force anybody to do anything? He didn't force you to come today. You came out of your free will. Amen? But I believe that secret place with God is so key in our life if we're going to allow God to use us. And, and we need... Uh, today in our world, the needs are so great. What better time to be able to minister to people than today, right? So, in, in chapter 2, we're going to look at some things here. I want to just give you a little background uh, about miracles. Jesus uh, performed anywhere 
around 38 miracles that are recorded in, in the Bible, in the New Testament. How many? 38 that I see. Okay? But how many know he did more than that? <laughs> A lot more than that. But that are recorded in the Scriptures. Okay? 38. Praise God. I want to look at one particular one in Mark 2, uh, verses 1. And we're going to read verses 1 uh, to 12. Okay? And a little subtitle here to what we're looking at. My title to you is For the Press. Okay? For the Press. But under that, I want to say this to you. Persistent faith wins. Can I get an amen? I'm going to say that again. You need to catch this today. You're going to see it as we read the, about this miracle today. Persistent faith wins. Amen. How many want to win today? If you're with Jesus, you're going to win. How many know that? Yeah, you might go through things and we all have issues we have to deal with in life because life is, has problems, right? Because we live in a, in a world, in a society that sin is still rampant. How many know that? And because of that, we have, we have problems, right? But when we know the Lord, we walk with the Lord, you know what? We, we will win. We should be winning as we live, okay? But it's about our faith today, okay? It's about persistent faith. And I want to I show an example of this persistent faith here in chapter 2. We're going we're gonna to read about the, the man who was sick of the palsy, okay? He was a paralytic. He was, he was paralyzed, okay? How many remember the, the story about him, all right? Let's look at the scripture. It says, And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. Again, here we go. Where was Jesus? In the house. Maybe Peter's house. Okay? People found out where Jesus was. They looked for him, right? People who needed him looked for him. Praise God. Look what happens. Verse 2. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not as so much about the door. And he preached the word unto them. I mean, the house was filled, <laughs> okay? house was filled with people. They didn't have any more room for anybody else. They, they had to meet outside the door because there were so many people in this room, in this house where Jesus won because they found out he was there, okay? Now, I like here, Jesus, what does he do? He's, he preaches to them, amen? We find other scriptures that we can look at that, that Jesus, he taught. He preached, right? He ministered to people the Word of God, right? Always, that is so important. It's a key to when we want to minister to people that we minister God's Word because it's the Word that changes us. How many know that? It's the Word that, that touches our heart. Amen? So it's real important. We see what Jesus did here. He ministered and He preached the Word unto them, okay? Let's go on. It says in verse 3, and, and they come unto Him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. So, obviously, they found out, just like the others, that Jesus was in this particular house. So, they come, we don't know exactly how many, but it was, it was a group of them that brought this man. Okay? This man couldn't bring himself. Right? Our, our, our Wednesday night, and we're going to go back to it, is about bringing someone. I don't know if we, we understand the importance of that, 
that, that God wants us to do what? Bring someone. Okay? In this case, if they didn't bring him, he couldn't come. How many understand that today? And you know what? There's times even in, in our lives that, you know what, we see people who are in need and they, they really need us to help them because they can't bring themselves, you know. Sometimes people want to come here, but because they are physically not well, they can't, right? That's, that's one main reason maybe why people don't come uh, to the church, right? But there could be other reasons, right, that, that people don't come. Maybe because they don't have, they don't have the faith, right? They walk in unbelief. How many people know people like that? They're all over, right? They may tell you, oh, yes, I believe in God, but you know what? I don't need to go to church. You know, I can, I can pray at home. How many ever hear that? <laughs> or, you know what? I, they, they, they won't miss me if, if, I, if, if I don't come. You know, they, they don't need me to come. They'll come up with, people come up with all kinds of excuses, right? A lack of faith, a lack of unbelief, or a lack of desire, right? People don't have a desire to be in the house of the Lord, right? Some they just they don't they don't feel the need to be in, in God's house, right? So there's different reasons why people don't come. But this situation, he he couldn't come. So thank God for those that brought him. Can I get an amen? It doesn't say who it was. It might have been family that brought him, or it might have been some good friends that brought this, this man with the palsy to Jesus. But praise God, somebody brought him. Amen. I hope that encourages us a little bit today about how maybe God sometimes wants us to bring people to the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's go on. Verse 4. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press. There it is, the press. That's the title of the message today. For the press. They uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let, let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. I want you to picture this today, amen. They come with this, this man who's paralyzed, right? He's in his bed, and, and really, uh, he was like on a mat, okay? Uh, he was on something that they were able to carry him. And when they get there, they find out, that, you know what, I can't, there's no room for you to bring him in, right? So, that could have been discouraging, amen? That could have, could have been to them, well, you know, what are we going to do? There's, there's no way we're going to get to Jesus because there's too many people here. I wish that was our problem here today, amen? That we had so many people here that we didn't, we'd have to turn some people down. Can I get an amen? <laughs> it's not the case, unfortunately, right? Lord willing, one day it'll be like that, right? Where if you don't get here early, you're going to not get your seat. How many know that? Amen? So, picture this. They come. I don't know how far they came. It doesn't tell us. But they get there. They've got to be excited and happy that, you know what? They're, this man is going to be able to see Jesus and get touched by the Lord. And they can't get to him, right? Some people would have just said, well, maybe we'll get to see Jesus tomorrow. Let's go home. Right? Maybe it just wasn't meant to be, Don, that I was supposed to see Jesus today. But you notice, they didn't do that here. Can I get an amen? It says they actually, these men went up to the roof of this house. Picture this today. Went to the roof and began to make an opening on the roof so they could lay 
this man through this hole in this roof so that they could get, he could get to Jesus. Amen. What did I say early? Persistent faith wins. Amen. How many know sometimes you have to, have to be persistent in your walk with God, right? When things are not going right, a lot of times you've got you to gotta have what? Persistent faith. Amen. You've got to continue to fight. You've got to not give up. Amen. Like some people do, right? These, these men or these people that brought this man didn't give up. They said, no, we're going to get you in there somehow, some way. That should be encouraging for me and you today about our faith. Can I get an amen? That we won't let, let obstacles stop us. Amen. We're not going to let things stop us. So picture this today. Here they are. They, they're on the roof. They're able to make an opening on the roof. And now they begin to let this guy down uh, to Jesus so he could see him. Right? That's, that's amazing to me uh, what they did here. I want to I wanna read you a verse I, I was going to read earlier. Luke, Luke 5.17. Let me read you this. It says this, And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. This is the same situation but coming out of a different gospel. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. Okay? We got we to gotta know today when the presence of God is flowing and, and when His presence is there ready to heal people. How many hear what I'm saying? We have to be discerning of the presence of the Lord when we get together that, that when God wants to heal some people, we're, we're ready to move into that, right? We have to be so sensitive to the, to the Lord, right, and to His Spirit. They knew at this particular time that, you know what, because He was in the house, Jesus was there, and the anointing was there that, you know what, something was going to happen here. Okay? But we, we should have that kind of desire or expectation, all of us, when we come to church. Can I get an amen? Lord, you're going to do something special today. Amen. You're going to touch me. You're going to do something for so-and-so today. Amen. We have, to, we have to come with that kind of faith and expectation, right, when we come to the house of the Lord. And, and you know what, God won't let us down. Look what happens here in verse 5. It says, And when Jesus saw their faith, He said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Amen. I believe Jesus, when He saw their faith, He was really blessed. Amen. He was blessed because He, he saw what they did to get to Him. Amen. I think they got some brownie points when it comes to Jesus in this place, right? Because look what they did. They didn't give up. They didn't say, oh, it's, we're going to have to come another day. We can't get through the door. It's too many people. No. They had persistent faith. And they said, we're going to get to Jesus because this man needs to be healed. Amen. I think we need more faith like that today. More people need faith like that today, right? We run to and fro when we, when we get sick. We go to all kinds of doctors and specialists. Why not come to the, the greatest physician on earth whose name is Jesus today, amen? Right? And I have nothing against going to regular doctors. I went to three of them in the last week, okay? One was a dentist. One was for my ear specialist. And then I had to get a checkup for my heart. So I'm not against doctors. 
we're blessed to have doctors, right? But, but they're not, they're human. How many know that today? They can only do so much, right? They're limited, but, but our God is not limited today. How many know that? Amen? So, Jesus, he looks at this man, he sees their faith, you know. Really, he saw their faith. I don't know if the paralegic had the faith that they did. I want you to see that here today, right? It doesn't say anything about his faith. It says, they, meaning those who brought him, right, who went through the roof to get him there. I believe Jesus was talking to those people that brought this palsied man, and he said, you know what, I see their faith, and then he speaks to this man, and he says, thy sins be forgiven thee. Amen. I want you to see this here today. Jesus knew about him before he even came, right? Because Jesus knows everything. But, but what does he do? He doesn't even go to his physical need first. He goes to the spiritual need that he has. Can I get an amen? He says, you know what? Your sins. <laughs> your sins are forgiven. Amen. See, we need, we need people to want to desire their sins to be forgiven today. We're going to have communion in a few moments, right? And you'll be able to confess to God if you need to of any sin that maybe you've been struggling with, right? And he tells them, he says, you know what? Your sins are forgiven. So maybe, and again, it doesn't say it, but maybe this palsy man said, Lord, I'm a sinner. You need to, I need you to cleanse me. I, I, that could have happened, even though it doesn't tell us there, right? And Jesus went right to the spiritual need of this man first. And he says, you're forgiven. Anybody forgiven here today? Amen. Amen. That's real important today that we're, we're forgiven, right? So look what happens. He says, but there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. And they said, why does this man thus speak blasphemies? <laughs> this is the religious ones of the day, right? They believe that he's, he's blaspheming. Why? Because he says, thy sins be forgiven, right? They don't, they don't believe that he had that authority to say that. There's people like that today in our world that don't look to Jesus as the Son of God or God, right? They, don't, they, don't, they look to others for forgiveness, right? They were like that, okay? He says, why does this man thus speak this way, these blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Amen. They didn't even realize that Jesus was God. Amen. There's a lot of people today who don't believe Jesus is God. But how many know He is today? Amen. It's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Trinity, right? He's the Son of God. He's the Son of Man, but He's God, right? That's why He made that statement here. Let's continue. He says, And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned with themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? He already knew where they were at. Jesus perceived it, right? He could see it. He knows all things, right? He tells them, he says, what, What's easier, to say to the sick of the palsy, Your sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk? He questions them, right? How many know if you read the, the Gospels and you read all the things that Jesus did and a lot of times people asked him questions and Jesus then would return with a question for them. <laughs> he always challenged them back, right? So he tells them, you know, what's, what's easier? What do you think makes more sense? That, that one be forgiven or one 
be healed and, and arise, right? He, he questions them to see what they're going to say. But verse 10 says this then, But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy, right? He's about to now speak to the, to the man who was a paralytic, right? Who was paralyzed. But I want you to get this today. Is He said to them that you need to know. That's so important today. Do you know, right? Do we know today that the Son of Man or the Son of God, He has power to forgive our sins, amen? We're about to have communion in a moment, right? There's people don't know that today. We, we need to know that today and live our life to, like that, right? Having the faith that, you know what? He's able to do everything He said in the Scriptures and He's doing it, amen? But He said that again for the religious ones of that day, okay? There's a lot of people religious today. Religion doesn't save us. How many know that? Jesus saves us. Amen. The gospel saves us, right? Church can't save you. If you come here faithfully for a hundred years, if you don't accept Christ in your heart and He's not your Savior and Lord, it doesn't matter that you attend faithfully here, right? You have to, you have to know Him, right? You have to have a relationship with God. It's what He was trying to teach the religious ones of that day. So he says to the, the sick of the palsy, he says in verse 11, I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thy home. Amen. You notice Jesus didn't pray for this individual. He spoke over him. He spoke healing, right? This was, this was a miracle, okay? A miracle is instantaneous today. Can I get an amen? That one day you can't walk and then the next moment... You're walking. That's a miracle today. Someone who can hear, then all of a sudden they can hear. That's, that's instantaneous. That's a suddenly, that's a miracle. Amen. That's what happened here. He tells this, this paralytic to get up and walk and go home. Amen. How many know that, that blew, had to blow them away? Especially the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees because they, they didn't believe in Jesus. They thought he was a fake. You know, they, they, they wondered about him and uh, they wanted to kill him. Of course, we know that. And they eventually succeeded in that later. But he, he tells them here, you know what? Get up and walk. And he did. Amen. Right? Look what he says. And immediately arose. Immediately. There's the, there's the miraculous. The supernatural that happened. He says, and he took up the bed. Again, this what says here is it was, a, it was like a mat that he was on, okay? That he took up. It's not a bed like we think is a bed, okay? But it says he, he took up his bed, right? And he went forth before them all. And it says, and insomuch that they were, they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. Amen. Meaning, we've never seen nothing like this before. Amen. Right? I like the uh, Matthew 9. I'm going to read you the verse that goes with this out of the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew 9 says it a little bit uh, different about how they reacted to this miracle. Matthew 9, 8. It says this, But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Okay? People had never seen this kind of power in anybody. Right? So, to me, this is, this is one of the most amazing miracles that took place. Not, not so much, 
about what Jesus did because we know Jesus did many miracles, right? They're all great miracles. But this is an important miracle because of the faith of those that were involved. Amen. Persistent faith wins. Amen. When you're in a press, when you're in a hard place, when you can't maybe get to where you need to get or do what you got to do, you know, you have to trust God, right? And you, you have to look beyond the circumstances and what you see in the natural. And your faith has to rise, okay? That's what happened with these individuals who brought this, this man who was uh, palsy, right? Jesus was, was, was in the press. He was being thronged. You know what? They couldn't get to him. But these, these people should be an example for me and you today about our faith must be persistent, okay? Must get stronger as we get get older with God, as we spend more time with God. You know what? As we get older in our natural years, you know, we may physically get weaker because the body changes. How many know that? You can't do what you used to do when you were young, right? But you still try to stay in physical shape and take care of yourself. But but in our in our age, in our time of living, we should get more stronger in our faith. Can I get an amen? Right? We should be more persistent. We should be stronger because we know God better, right? And because He's showed Himself to us many times in our lives, right? That should be what we should be able to say as we move on with God every single day of our life, right? So, let me ask us today, how's our faith? Amen. How's your faith? How's my faith, right? What do you need today special? What do I need? Do we, do we believe God for it today, right? Some things just don't happen like microwave prayers. How many know that? Some things take time to happen, right? We're, we're, we're in that type of generation today that, that we want everything now, right? The microwave, you know, you heat your food up, you don't have to cook it anymore, you just can, can heat it up and eat it. And we've gotten spoiled in that way in many areas, right? But, but in our prayers, our prayers are not like that, right? God will answer sometimes quickly, but sometimes He doesn't, right? So my question to us is, when He doesn't, how is our faith in that struggle, right? In that time of waiting, right? Or do we stay persistent? Do we stay strong, knowing that He's still in control, right? Even though things don't look good, right? Because you can't walk by what you see, because you could get discouraged. How many know that? If you watch a lot of the news today, you could get discouraged. How many know that? But but you have to have that faith that's persistent. When it gets tough, the tough get going. Amen. So today, I hope encourage you a little bit with this miracle of these individuals who didn't allow uh, what was happening there, the circumstances, to stop the miracle from happening for their friend or their family member today. And, and maybe today you're here praying for a family member. Amen? I, I encourage you to, to stay strong in your faith. Okay? Stay strong. Ask God to build your faith up. Right? Because He will. And, and you know what? You will see the answer eventually. There's light at the end of the tunnel. But you've got you to be staying strong. You've got to be committed today to what God says in His Word. So I'm going to have Dawn to come back up here. And she's going to lead us in a song. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to uh, read a couple verses in Psalms and then get ready uh, for communion. Amen? Praise God. 
So I'm going to have you stand. Amen. And we can sing with her. Get your heart ready for communion. Amen.